September 6th, 2020. It's the Watt for Pedro Show.
you can't progress and do some other shit without real throwing everybody else up. Cause universe, 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 I think it's the first Sunday of September. And uh, I'll tell you a trippy thing, people. I was with uh, a San Antonio cat yesterday, uh, Rick Weaver. And I was asking him, hey, are you listening to anybody? And fuck if he didn't mention today's guest, Model Home. (laughs) I thought that was a fucking trip. Anyway, yeah. I should tell people, you know, we started the show off with Autumn Lee's What's New, uh, Moonlight in Vermont. This is kind of a, yeah, it's not the Moonlight in Vermont from Cat Beefheart. This is a little medley that John Coltrane did with uh, Stan Getz, Winton Kelly, Paul Chambers, Jimmy Cobb, West Germany. Yeah, it used to be called West Germany in 1960. And then we had Topic from Model Home, which are my guests, because, you know, it's Quentin Quarantino mode. Brother Matt's still uh, doing what he's doing. But I'm not totally man alone because of the wonders of those Skype engineers in Estonia with their software. I got the model home cats uh, from Washington, D.C. with me. Hey, Pat, welcome aboard. Hey, man. Who you got with you? We got Andrew here right now, uh, solo percussion. We're just waiting on Nappy Nappa to show up. And Nappy Nap's the other cat. Yeah, because I knew you as a duo. You're actually a trio? For this newest record, yeah, for the special edition, the, for the one that's coming in October, uh, it's actually a trio. Now, now, this is a trip because uh, I was telling the listeners about Rick Weaver, right? He said right. you made like 18 records in, an, in a year. Yeah, two, two years so far. And I'm <laughs> like, years. yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yeah. a couple other releases, too. Now, 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 now uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival did six albums between... 68 and 70, and I thought that shit was crazy. Whoa, yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> For those days, not these days, people. Yeah. So uh, we don't want to hear any excuses about you being bored or anything. This fucking model home is getting to it. And I'm kind of new to the thing, you know. Whoa. I know it's a small fucking world. Anyway, who, who wants, Pat, you go first since you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What sure. I want to do is go through the music uh, journeys. So, so. I just kind of play drums. You know what I'm saying? That's okay, man. Drums is fucking essential shit. In fact, in fact, Rick, you, you hear Rick Weaver's stuff. It's all wild ass. But the guy's originally a drummer, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw Rick perform a couple times. Actually, a big, a very crucial show for. Um, for us, where um, me and, and Napa was with another. Couple guys from here in DC. This guy Tony Kill and Sir U. We had a quartet called Delta Seven. We had a couple releases and just one show. And that show we we opened for Rick Weaver and his um, partner, yeah, Kimberly. But it was a, it was an amazing concert. It was this like totally mind blowing experience. Yeah. Well, it's a small world, small world. So what what I, what I meant to say, Andrew, is don't discount. There's been old, some retarded kind of cliche stereotype of drummers being whatever, not essential aiding in the betters. 
The biggest mistake the Minutemen made was never putting George Hurley at the front of the fucking stage. Oh, man. Yeah. So by, the, by the way, his uh, B-Day was uh, Friday. Okay, uh, he's 62 now, like me. Now, yeah. now, so, so Pat, tell me, your, your, your earliest musical recollection, please. My earliest musical recollection, uh, for, like, Weird Al music was, I used to turn, tune into uh, Brave New Waves, which was, like, a CBC Radio 6 uh, radio show at night, from, like, midnight to four, and from Buffalo originally, so I could hear that. That was, like, where I started hearing. I should tell the listeners, CBC means Canadian Broadcast Company, but Buffalo's right on the border there, people. Right on the border, so you can still get a lot of the um, you know, Canadian radio stations. Then I used to li- I used to tune into that like after my dishwashing. I had a dishwashing job, and I would like, stay up and listen to it at night. It was amazing. So, Pat, you can't remember music as a boy, like where you grew up or where you were born? <laughs> oh, no, actually, like very square family. Okay, was anybody a player? No, nobody. Uh, what was the first record you bought for yourself? Uh, my first, my, the first record I ever bought was um, Neil Young, uh, After the Gold Rush. And that's a Canadian cat. After the yeah. Gold Rush, yeah, in the barn with Jack Nietzsche. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, I had an 8-track of it. You had an 8-track of that one? Yeah, there was something called the Columbia Record Club. You send in a dime and they send you 10 8-tracks and then one a month. And if you don't send it back, you have to fucking buy it. Okay, so you remember that shit too I think I, it was an ad in a TV guide Or Mad Magazine or some shit Okay, what about the In grade school uh, Junior high uh, High school Were you in the choir or the marching band Or shit like that I played the trumpet I played the trumpet in uh, Grade school Did you learn to and- read? The, the trumpet. Did you learn to read? Uh, just barely. Okay. I could I could never do it now. Not really. Okay, okay. And uh, did you pick it? Did I pick the trumpet? Yeah. Uh, I can't even really remember. Yeah, because a, a lot of times they just lay it on you, right? Totally. And the teacher was a total tyrant. He was this ex-Navy asshole, man, Mr. <laughs> Batalla. I still remember his name, but I don't remember choosing the trumpet. That's weird. But he was a dick. There might be a reason for that, Pat. There might be a reason for that. (laughs) The guy was probably a fucking dick. Okay. And all the fun out of it. What what about the shit after school where you got the garage band or the basement band or the bedroom band? Did you do something like that? Yeah, a little bit later on, like probably junior year of high school. I was into a, a buddy of mine had a marimba. And a drum set, and we would just jam out, you know. So you, uh, so you left, you left, uh, you left the trumpet for drums. Yeah, recently, yeah. What was the first drum set you bought? I don't. I've never. I actually don't have a drum set. I just got my first drum machine, my first proper drum machine. <laughs> so in those days, you were just playing. So you're talking marimba, so a little fucking uh, can beef Ed marimba, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that, you know, uh, more like. Hoosier Hample and vibraphone, like free jazz vibraphone. Carl Berger. Sure, yeah. sure. Carl Berger and Eddie Blackwell. And then uh, jazz-wise, like Bags, uh, Milt Hilton. Yeah. He made a great yeah. record with John Coltrane. And, of course, Lionel Hampton, who had a oh, great, great... Bobby Hutchinson with, uh, with Eric Dolphy. 
Well, yeah, Eric Dolphy, right, right. I'm thinking, but Lionel Hampton, I'm thinking little Jimmy Scott. I got to see him sing five or six times with Pettibone. Yeah, incredible cat. Also, I think that one of the first electric, uh, electric bass guitars was in uh, Lionel Hampton's band. Oh, yeah, yeah, going way back. I read somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Don't 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 quote me on that though, because I'm a dumb <laughs> fool. <laughs> so so. What's your first The first well, I can tell you the first gig I went because I want to ask you that, Pat. I, the first gig I saw was T Rex. Me and D Boone saw T T Rex for the Slider tour when we were fourteen. Oh man, that is that's sick. Was two dollars and fifty cents at the Long Beach Auditorium. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was a trip. It was a fucking trip. Uh, but it wasn't as good as going to see a club gig, though. Even though it was a smaller pad, it was still arena rock shit. And, and the dudes were too little. The dudes are too little, too far away. <laughs> yeah, you're too far away. It's fucking, and the sound is like fuck. You know. Look, look, I want to play uh, Broken Teeth. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I'm a man, it's so, so, keep on smiling Love your eyes, bro, 
from this strange world a little ahead of me. That means nothing. People like us who believe in physics know that the distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. Don't 
Some uh, disciple stuff, you know. I turned on this label, they bitching shit. A uh, few, though, I think this is from old days with uh, the can people. Mapping Bogdan Rosinski. Mr. Tom was telling me this guy was a great influence on him. Mr. Tom's got a band called uh, Tobacco. Well, that's how he goes by it. Black Moth Super Rainbow. And he said, Yeah, he said. When he got into this, like this 20 years ago or something, but he didn't know anything about him. And he said, in a way, that was kind of neat. Things were mysterious. And a tune called uh, Arrears? God damn, I don't know what that means. Uh, but uh, after Mr. Tom with uh, Mythamim, <laughs> I don't know what that fucking means either. And then uh, Chandelier Searchlight by Deerhoof. And uh, Wadada Leo Smith, there's a trumpet man, but kind of avant-garde, right? Kind of, totally, I bet you. Uh, I know somebody who became a, kind of a, well, he became a mentor to them. The, uh, piano lessons almost destroyed the love of music, but he brought it back by letting the freak flag fucking fly. Wild Rats after that with Roslyn, that's from uh, Proj with Ron Ashton, late 70s. Now, Pat Smear from the Germs with All My Cheating. Love Pat Smear. Big influence on us, man, man. And finally, Feast of the Beast. Model home. So, you got into studio work, right? Studio work? Yeah. We're, uh, no? Or did that no. come later? What, what, what happens between marimba time and new model time? Well, what? What happened in between all the last of the time? <laughs> I mean, I got really heavy into pre-jazz. I played the saxophone for a long time. Ah, oh, what? Tenor? Alto? Tenor. Tenor. Ten. 
also did a lot of um, homemade instruments, kind of stuff like that was, you know, kind of a, a lot of what I did in between. You got recordings of that stuff? Uh, yeah, someplace. I have a, I have some stuff. I have to, you know, dig back through them. I didn't. I wasn't really into recording that much. Okay, okay. And did did, did this project have a name? No, it was just me, my, you know, my solo name, and then you know I would collaborate with a lot of different people. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and then where'd you move from that? Uh, and then, well, I moved here to Washington D.C. and I from Buffalo, and I had like a small, you know, smaller living situation, so I couldn't really play my horn. So I was just like, oh, I'm just destroying like, my neighbor's gears and stuff. <laughs> but then I just got started getting more heavily into tape, uh, making my own, which is something I've always done, making like, you know. Okay, so when, I like that idea, tape. Instead of yeah. like, yeah, it's, I don't know, something about electronics is too cold. There's something yeah. neat about tape. Now, you know, my first experience with dudes working with tape was, I don't know if you're in the dinosaur, but there's a record called You're Living All Over Me. And Lou Barlow's got a song on the at the end called Polito. Lou Barlow? Yeah, Lou Barlow. And he, uh, what he used was two cassette decks to keep bouncing on each other. Yeah. Did you do shit like that? Yeah, that's like, totally the kind of stuff that, I, that I've yeah, done. Some of the stuff on the album. Yeah, like bro- Broken Teeth is, is like that for sure. It's maybe two or three tapes on top of each other. You know what? Rick Rick Weaver was talking something about that, where he records and then he goes and records back on and they fold back on itself and shit like this. A lot of drums on top of your tape loops for like a lot of the pieces. Yeah. The first sample idea or something. Yeah. So that's the beginning of the model home. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just the idea of like tapes, electronics, and voice, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that, that's really... Do, you know, I asked Rick Weaver this. Smegma. You wear a, a band called Smegma? Yeah, I mean, they're West Coast, right? So, right, right. They started oh, in SoCal oh. with something called the L.A. Free Music Society, and then they yeah. ended up moving up to Portland. Right. And their records... I mean, it sounds like somebody left a fucking TV on in the living room or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, well, they're wild. They're wild. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. So you were aware of these cats. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely heard, you know, heard a bit about them. Well, but, they, go, yeah. they go back to the 70s. Yeah, it's a long running. Yeah. What's right. like Joseph, Joe Hammer, too, in L.A. was part of the... Right, he's still here. He And he's got yeah. a brother. And he's like one of the best tape artists. Yeah, Potts, Rick Potts. Yeah, I don't know that. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's part of this group, this... Uh, uh, LA, LA, LA Free, yeah, Tom Rishon and... It's mixed with poetry and, and just wild sounds, and that, that's interesting. Okay, okay. It, it, uh, what do you say? Uh, I think people used to call them collages. Yes, yeah. Which, which a lot, that's, yeah. A, that's a lot of how a lot of the music and, is and, made. Yeah, but that makes sense. Okay, let's ask Andrew about his journey. Andrew, what, what's your earliest music uh, recollection? Um, uh, well, yeah, like, I guess... Yeah, I had a lot of music in the house growing up. Um, my dad played instruments. My mom was doing, like plays and stuff. She could sing. Was there was there a drum set in the house? There was not a drum set at the house. I didn't play drums till a little bit later. Okay. Actually, pretty much started playing drums when my grandfather passed away when I was like twelve or something like that. And yeah. He played, so I got his drum. 
And where was this at? This set was in the attic, actually. I never really saw him. No, <laughs> I mean, where was yeah, the attic? place I saw him play, but it was more like I got his drums. Andrew, what I mean is, what town? Oh, I grew up a little bit outside of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. Yeah, right on the border. The border there's trippy because Maryland's got like an arm. <laughs> yeah. That reaches yeah. out. I moved down here when I was 12 to D.C., so kind of like lived half and half almost. I mean, I'm older than that now, but like, yeah, I moved down here at one point. And, and what, so was the first, what was the first album you bought yourself? First album I bought myself... Um, I remember, oh, so like kind of like where I grew up was enough in the middle of nowhere. Like, I bought, I remember I had to get my grandma to sign a permission slip so I could buy a Nirvana CD. Nirvana, okay. Yeah, yeah. dangerous. Euro, yeah, really dangerous stuff. I'm glad your ma signed that. I had to go get, like, I, yeah, the town was like that. You know, I had to go get my grandmother to sign it because it had eyes really. Yeah, Square John, Square John, yeah. Well, you know, you know what a, far, a farmer would tell you: if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So I say, bring it, motherfuckers. You know. So cool. Like she, she wasn't really tripping, which is kind of nice. Like I didn't really expect that. She was like, eh, I guess you like this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you imagine when she was younger and she had to deal with rock and roll and square Johns and those? Things, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like they're all kind of music people that like. So you got your grandpa's drum set? Yeah. Are you still playing it? I mean, I actually, like, uh, so, yeah, actually, like, I've seen it recently. Uh, I think about redoing it, like, whatever, like, we make, yeah, it's kind of a piece because it's not, like, musical, right? Like, uh, some of the pieces are missing, too, but, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, I still have it around, like, my dad has it. You know, you guys got to move a little closer to the mic because there's a gate that keeps fucking shutting your words off. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. My dad had one. Yeah, yeah. My did dad you, did, one. Did, I did, saw it recently, actually, like last week. Did, did he play professionally? My father, no. But he, um, no, my father never played professionally, but uh, he's constantly played uh, with friends or like kids around town and growing up and stuff. And when you when you started, can you remember the first gig you played? First gig I ever played, I was def, I was in a punk band. Yes, I can remember the first gig I played. I was in a punk band. I played in Laurel, Maryland. Yeah, what were they called? Uh, oh, the band was called Redline. Redline. Which was like, there's so many bands called Redline also. Well, yeah, you're dragster. You're going too fast. Like, actually, around here, it's like the Metro. It was like this thing, like whatever. Oh. Oh, you know, because I went to drag races when I was a boy, and if you redline, it was too many revs, RPMs. Right. You blow the blower or some shit. Yeah, it's not not good. But redline, when you record, you want a little bit in the red because well, not with digital so much, but with analog, you want to you know bend that needle, wrap it around. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first gig was like yeah, uh, eight ball cafe. Eight ball. <laughs> picture, if you will, a strip mall with like the top floor. Yeah. The venue was on like the top floor of restaurants, you know, like easy load in. Like it was like the pump thing where like somebody got the unsuspecting pool hall. Sure, sure. 
Give us the door and we'll let you sell the beers. Yeah, we don't care. And like, yeah, sort of a culture clash with like the booth at the bar and like. Uh, right, right. I've, I've I've been through that only about a billion times. It's so yeah. nice. <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old. And and what was the gig like? Was it a pant shitter? Or was it? No, it was alright. I remember being psyched. You know, it was like the first gig I ever played. It was cool. Like you know, you cared a lot about it, like big time. Sure. Sure, and you know, if you don't get hit with uh, sacks of shit or used rubbers, then it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a victory. <laughs> Never had really like, a situation like that, thankfully. <laughs> I've been in them. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in buttloads of them. <laughs> okay, people, it's at the end, yeah. end of the first hour, September 6, 2020, Dish Peter, so special guest, Model Home, Hold Tight Fire 2. September 6, 2020. It's the second hour of Watt from Pedro's show.
everywhere, find your heart, find your heart, find your head, fight on your feet, fight on your neck, it's everywhere, it's in the pond, it's in the pond, show we started the second hour off with model home doing are you sure then sam bennett after that with a little sympathy peter cola uh, kovald sorry peter great stand-up uh, bass man free jazz guy D- and damon smith doing reflections on april 28th number two uh, mystical weapons whispers in blue tongue that's uh 
Greg Sarnier and Sean Lennon. Finally, I'm the present love, model home. So Nappy Nappa, your turn. What, what what's your earliest musical recollection? Uh, I guess listening to Dmx in the car. Bmx? You mean the bicycle? No, Dmx. Oh yeah, the rapper Dmx. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, and uh, so like uh, what the car, like the the stereo CD player or something. Yeah, yeah, the radio, the radio. And uh, at home, was there musical instruments? Uh, no, I guess the voice. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of voices. So. <laughs> so like a, like a lot of listeners there. So you're listening to a lot of music. Uh, sure, sure. A lot of music, just a lot of, a lot of. Well, I'm, ju I'm just interested in in influences. So, uh. Do you remember the first record you bought for yourself? Uh, yeah, the first record I bought for myself was 50 Cent. 50 Cent? Okay. Yeah, the first record I bought in general was the first bad CD. Whoa, whoa. And what about first... What, what about first gig you saw? One more time? First gig you saw. First... Uh, I, I see... Uh, uh, First concert I went to was the cool kids that uh, we had to describe. We got to describe Rock and Roll Hotel. Yeah. And at school? Actually, I think Bone Crusher when I was thinking of school. I was actually Bone Crusher. Concert. Okay. What, what about at school, Napa? Did you uh, play in the, the choir or the band or, you know, shit like that? Um, uh, I actually, I did go to performing art school. And, uh, I actually went to dance, but... I mean, I guess I mean I recorded it, but I, that wasn't what I meant to. You know, it was just like, oh, they have a studio. That was my first time in the studio. Oh, they had a studio at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was fire. Bro. They had the uh, they had the Grammy and shit afterwards. Well, 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 speaking of rhyme, when did you start writing rhymes? Uh, in middle school, like just, just, you know, just writing high school. And uh, th 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 this, this might be a weird question, but can you remember your first fucking rhyme? Your first rap? Nah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. What did I you do? Those, um, did you do them by memory or did you do notebooks? Notebooks, for sure. Yeah. But um, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it was, um, I don't know. It was very, I don't know. But, uh, I remember, like, like, I don't know. I remember the first time. I don't know. Really, I, don't know. I don't know. It's just like something to dig myself up. I don't even know. I think that's when I first started. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what is it? Yeah, I think that's it. It was one of them. This is who I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I want to play Cold Getting Dog right now. Thirty-three months in tunic, swinging senses with frankincense and myrrh. No shoes, walking up, kicking dust, carrying the crux, the cross, the Christ living in us. Ain't no limits to the. Oh, I had to break out. I had to be free. Why does the cage bird sing? Perception far more valuable than reality. So inhale, exhale, breathe. Things better than I let out. I 
howl at the moon I'm from the projects, but got emotions too Still hard as the streets that I grew up on Rockefeller, pool best in my heart on the sleeves of my arm So my loved ones, they see me in the casket Before they see me in the life behind bars I put my soul in these bars Like the seed in the soil Enough ain't enough, they want diamonds, they want gold but the grain would suffice if it was organically grown. A nigga feel like no, doing the flood of roast. Profit don't do this just for profit, so this soul can't be sold. And this physical ain't matter, matter of fact, these vibrations of the atoms when they try and hold and let the spirit go. But I spit till we grow. A third in, in your head. That ain't shifted by the poles, molded by the crows And vultures squawking over your dead corpus My phallus fill up on office to produce more of us Seize more than the glory, I not destroy us yo, I wonder why the cage birds sing Wonder why we <laughs> Shit, yo, I wonder why the cage birds sing Wonder why they clip our wings Wonder why we such anomalies Like the stars I reach But it ain't no wonder Ain't nothing to see It's everything that we be Ayo, I wonder why the cage bird sings Wonder why they clip our wings Wonder why we such anomalies Like the stars I reach But it ain't no wonder Ain't nothing to see It's just everything we be Everything we be we run deep like the roots in the tree. Don't be the queen of my succession or the king of my oppression, please. Yo, I wonder why the humble body. I wonder why the cage burst in. Wonder why they clip our wings. Wonder why we such anomalies like the stars I reach. It ain't nothing to see. It's everything.
trees bear a strange fruit blood on the leaves and blood at the root black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange From the poplar trees Pastoral scenes Of the gallant south Bulging Mouth. The scent of magnolias, sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burnt flesh. Strange 
It's a big problem. It's a big Did your shake with Colorado and had your dalliance in the east? Devouring all these friends that you had barely met until the names and faces melted into, into one peculiar beast of bedposts and affairs that you might well regret. And to say I miss your face would come up short in painting this. It's a struggle just to get my sketches down. As I lean across my papers and I slowly fall asleep and dream about the death of our old town. And I guess sometimes. The trouble with it is the trouble. It doesn't trouble me at all. So I wake up in this parking lot and I raise up all these blinds to a world that just ain't talking much at all. Just consumed by anything that has a password or a screen, and the place has lost its sympathetic core. But there is something to this quiet in these silent city streets, and this picture you're you walking with me, and the thought of how it's. Probable we will never dance again, and the fact that that's just how it's got to be. And I guess sometimes the trouble with it is the trouble. It doesn't trouble me at all. Don't you 
show cold getting dog from model home after that bouchon loves gone betty lavette with strange fruit that's an old tune brought up to date will johnson trouble jimmy uh, jimmy q beautiful things bombas prendon here's that band i was telling you about pat hell's a little ransom and then finally model home with bag so tell me uh, napa how, how yeah. did model home get together uh, how did we, how, how did we get together? Uh, me and Pat met, met <laughs> uh, at this other spot we got in DC called uh, Black Cat or the performance of People Forever. You're talking about the Black Cat uh, Dante's Club. Yeah. Um, what's that, sir? You said what? Uh, Black Cat Dante's Club in DC. Yeah, yeah, we got Black Cat. So you guys met there? Yes, and then uh, we just decided to actually kick it outside, you know, together. And then, I, I don't know, if I came to the house first, or we went to walk, walk in the park, we walked in the park first. Yeah, and then after that, we just kicked it home. You know. do, you, do you remember the first song you guys wrote together? Oh, um, I just remember, like, the... the uh, it's like, you know, other songs made in that time. You would call it bigger than me. <laughs> Back with me at 15, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, it's a, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was just like, you know, uh, just as a practice of time, it wasn't too much of it. Yeah. 
I'm curious. I'm curious. You got you got a, your first batch of songs together. How long was it before you guys met and you did your first gig? I think it was maybe Five or six months, <clears throat> but I did something with for um, Devonta Kerfer, Napa's solo project. Oh, no, I said Oh, you mean you mean it's st- Model Home started as a solo project for Napa? No, 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 no. no, no. Napa has always had his own solo project, and I was doing like video. And okay, so you, we're, we're we're talking parallel parallel universes. I'm on my pack game video. Yeah. <laughs> You see a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm in work. I guess I'm in you. I passed. I saw a passing visual and showed it before I met him. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I, uh, I must admit, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I used to have a little record shop for a couple of years. Like, uh, I was there on Saturdays. Yeah, I think that's where I must have met you. Yeah. 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 So Andrew, you met at the record store, but these guys met at the Black Cat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I'm just kind of like you know, it's like a more of a model home is like the two of them. You know, it's kind of like a more of a I don't know it's a jazzy thing. Or like I play drums. You know, once in a while we do a thing where I also play drums. So okay. Kinda, so, so you would consider them more the core, and you're like kind of side mouse. For instance, we're playing all these songs off of SE, which is like. You know, like this, like the full album where I'm on there, it's like a feel the whole time thing, you know? But yeah. like, and we've done other things before, where it's me, but like, yeah, Model Home is sort of do that. And, and who came up with the name Model Home? Uh, yeah, my, I think my partner, Maddie, really came up with it. Um, they also make the uh, all the artwork for the, for the band camp releases. But yeah, we were just in the yard one day. Or something. Yeah. yeah, you gotta get in a little closer. You're getting cut off, Pat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we just yeah, it just sounded like a cool a cool way to you know have a, have a nice name. Yeah. Looking, looking anything I, mean, I mean, there's some trippy imagery. When I think of the model home, I think of some square ass '50s shit. You know. Yeah, well, that's what we try and put on on its head. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's actually all the collages for on our on our band camp are all from um, um it's actually really interesting these like um maybe mid nineties like floor plans yeah. for crack suburban housing. That's how we made all the collages and original artwork for it. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. Now, I, was, <laughs> I was I was reading a thing where in the process when you guys are recording, Napa, you, you do a lot more than what you, you need. Like, you'll go on, I don't know, it was something like, I turned 20 minutes into three minutes, or something Pat said. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not even a, it's because it's not, it's not a set time, you know, it's not like you make it with a set time or anything, I think we, we might, if anything, convince, convince it to like, you know, the, the song structure with three Right, so. Like, it's not, it's not like you make it. No, I'm just trying to understand the process. Like you go in there and you, he lays down a beat for you, and then you. No, uh, no, nah, yeah, it's like a conversation. It's like 
Oh, oh, okay, okay, with no no beats. Yeah, no, we try and approach it more like a free jazz or live concert. Like I would say, ninety ninety percent of the recordings that are on our Bandcamp um, are just you know culled from just live sessions between you know either just me and Napo or with other people and minimal editing. The stuff for for SE has a little bit more editing to it and a little bit more studio kind of stuff, but the majority of our music is meant to be kind of this more one-time improvisational kind of music. Okay, okay. You know, it's hard to know that, right? Because, yeah. Yeah, it's edited down and it sounds more like all these formed songs, but a lot of them are made, you know, just in like one 45-minute kind of session we'll get, you know, (laughs) <laughs> that's fucking that's fucking incredible. That is incredible, man. Much respect to you guys. Look, oh, thank you. Look, look, we're at the end of the second hour. September 6, 2020, Dish Pedro Show. Special guest, Mile Home, Old Type for Hour 3. September 6, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
Watford Pedro show. Start off the third hour with uh, Late Night from Model Home, and His Name is Alive. Uh, why? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. It sounds like a collab. Why we came here from uh, Crane. Uh, punk is a doornail with gold diaper. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the world that changes constantly from the chef cooks me. That's a Tokyo band. The chef cooks me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name for a band dude <laughs> then, then, then B minus from uh, Tatsuhisa Yamamoto a mold omen this is a Baltimore band uh, M.O.B I mean these dudes do wild ass uh, half hour 40 minute whalers you know uh, then uh, fire sale again model home along with his name is alive which is a cat in uh, Detroit and now, how did that collaboration come about? Uh, that was mostly like through the, through the label. Um, Disciples. Look, even meeting uh, the link up between us and Disciples was kind of through like a Southeast Michigan connection. Okay, and so what'd you do? Trade files? Yeah, he, well, they, they had some tape that they were going to release, and Matthew from. Yeah, versions return. Matthew from Disciples thought, oh, it would be good to just do like a, a dubbed out weird version. And yeah. that's what we did. He just sent me the MP3s and then I put them on tape basically and slowed them down and did, you know, voice effects and all that kind of stuff. On well, it seems like there's two versions of each tune. There's a dub one and then more of a straight one. Yeah, because the, the, the they're the same, but one is just the vocals and one is the you know, just a dub. Oh, oh, okay. Like the old Jamaica, the, the B-side, yeah, where you wouldn't have yeah, the words. Yeah. Right, right. Some scientist and... Yeah, yeah. I tried to approach it like that for sure. W were you into cats like that? What's up? You know, those those heavy dub guys in Jamaica. Were you into that stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Lee Perry. Scientist was actually here in D.C. for a time, too. The scientist was one of my favorites. That's right. That guy, oh, man, incredible shit. And uh, big on the bass uh, on the bass guitar, you know. I I got to see Family Man uh, with Bob Marley in 1979. Wow! And that guy, yeah, man, that's some bass. Sure, yeah, that's some bass. I mean, the whole band was bitching tight as motherfucker, but Family Man was oh man. Uh, Tony Mamoni in Peru, that's his favorite bass man. But oh, yeah. but those guys when they reassembled their stuff, and it was with the Econo equipment, you know. But it's, it's so fucking bitching. I mean, that's our that's our model too. It's all Pablo Augusta. Yeah, people like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and that's what you know. I I come from that kind of background too, like misused equipment. But now, with his name is alive, did it go the other way? Did you send him stuff to manipulate? No, no. Maybe we should. That's a good idea. So it's kind of a one-way street yeah. this time. He actually did master it, though. Okay. So I guess that, that a little bit counts. Yeah, you know, mastering's important. Yeah, he did make it sound really, really nice. Because, uh, you know, for sure it can ruin shit. Yeah. Like the first Lou Reed record. Oh, my God. The Ocean, you know. So you got to have good mastering, but I don't know if it can, uh, what's they call it, polish a turd, you know. So you got to have yeah. good stuff to begin with. Uh I always make it too weird and bassy, and then people. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, or or. Uh, man, I got stories from the eighties, and uh, 
Because, you know, I'm only 30 miles from Hollywood, so I heard about some Hollywood mastering sessions you would not fucking believe, dude. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I wasn't there. Look, I want to play uh, Life Don't Start or Stop.
Revolution, reputation, reparation, revolution, reputation, revolution, reputation, reparation, resolution, restitution, we go, we go, we go, we go, we go, revolution, 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 reputation, reparation, resolution, restitution, ready to go, go, we go, moving, reclaim resources, stolen from sacred lands, separate terrific bands, restore the source, force, and desert sands, revolution, reputation, reparation. show last music for this edition life don't start to stop that's from model home and then 20 minutes late that's brother philip mammoth jamming g with dg i guess these guys who are in the other uh, stalls in the industrial uh, place up there and uh, the ridiculous trio we will fall now this is a stooges cover people if you know the last song on the first album but it's with tuba, trombone, and drums. So kind of a trippy treatment. And finally, model home with Rev. I guess that's kind of a red line thing there, Andrew. So so what's the next what's what's the next what's the next plan for model home? I'll just keep rocking. Just keep going. We're trying to just, you know, keep working on stuff. Do bigger, more elaborate videos and uh, kind of staging of things. Do you guys work a song at a time, or do you do a whole album at a time? Uh, most of that. Yeah, idea one idea at a time. Just kind of just keep collecting what we're doing and, and put it out there. Well, like I looked at the Bandcamp page, and the stuff is like numbered. <laughs> yeah, just to realize like that. Yeah, it's like you guys are wailing on it so fucking fast, you don't have time for titles. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. But then when you listen, like you know. But when I listen to it, it doesn't sound assembly line. It don't sound just, you know, same old, same old. It's like you invest. But you tell me, you 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 do these things at forty five minute uh, sessions. Yeah, about that. You know, sometimes a couple hours, but just you know, go through and pick out the good stuff. I mean, in a live situation, it would all be good. You know. Right, right, right. It's more like, oh, we were having this live experience. But for the recordings, we'd like to just kind of distill it down a little bit. And how would you, how, how would you uh, describe a live gigs versus recording? Do you do more recording or do you do more gigs? Uh, more, more recording right now. Well, but... yeah. <laughs> Stupid fucking <laughs> lot. <laughs> of we course, it's COVID-19. Gigs, doing a little bit of touring and that kind of stuff, yeah. So, so you guys have toured. Yeah, and we do all this stuff live too. I mean, that's that's a big part of the of the deal. Wow! Never the same thing. We're not going to play like oh, old getting dog is not going to be like a live version of that, but we'll do something similar to that. You know. So should you bring all the sounds that you use to make it? Yeah. And and what what's the furthest west? Have you been out to Cali? No, not yet. Okay. What's the most west you guys been? I guess yeah, Detroit, maybe Cincinnati. Detroit, Cincinnati. Okay, Midwest. Yeah, so, so far. I think that's still Eastern time zone, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We're get out there, though. No, that's all right. It's a big fucking country. You'll make it. You'll make it. In fact, I'd like to, if you get out this way, I'd like to share a stage with you. Oh, yeah. And look. Yeah, well, let's get out there. Okay, okay. What, what about a... Uh, where can people find you on the internet? We should tell them the, the, the Bandcamp page, right? Yeah, the Bandcamp page is the best spot. And that's uh, modelhome.bandcamp. Uh, yeah. Dot com. Oh, it's modelhomedc.bandcamp.com. Okay. Right. And uh, But you guys don't have a Model Home website, do you? No, I'm on that package, no. Okay. And, and what, what about uh, younger people that you meet? I mean, Napa, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. So, so what, you, do you meet younger cats? Do you have any advice? Uh, in regards to... What's that? I was saying uh, advice in regards to... Yeah, music, you know, doing doing this, what you do. Oh, uh, yeah, fine. We should, we should love about it. Get close up on the mic there, Napa. Find what you love about what you're doing and hone in on that. Make the most of that. And I mean, I'm still working on that journey, so I don't know. I got faith. I mean, I have uh, faith in it, so I don't know exactly where it should lead, but it should lead you to where you, maybe not where you only want to be, but where you should be, you know? I think that's great, man. Uh, you know, I'm 62 years old, and that helps me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's big honor, Andrew, Pat, Napa. Big honor to have you on the show. Oh, right on, man. Thank Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, when, when you when you get a new album, when you come back on the show, can we play it and you talk about all the tunes? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Thank you so much. Keep on keeping on, brothers. People, it's been September 6th, 2020 edition of Show. Keep your powder dry.